Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Dollars and Cents Show podcast. This is Carol Topp, back with another episode for homeschool leaders. And today I'm going to be talking about defining your co-ops mission and its purpose. I sure hope that this spring I get to meet some of you as I talk at various homeschool conventions about starting and running a homeschool co-op. I will be in Atlanta in early April, April 5th through 7th, 2018, speaking at the Teach Them Diligently conference. And then the next week, April 12th through 14th in Cincinnati, which is where I live at the Great Homeschool Convention. Then uh, back to teach them diligently in early June, June 7th through 9th, 2018 in Columbus, Ohio, just up the road for me a little bit. So if you're in Atlanta or uh, within driving distance of Cincinnati or Columbus, Ohio, I hope to meet you. Come and speak to me at my booth. That would be great. Uh, look for Homeschool CPA or Micro Business for Teens and look for my workshops um, either on, on leaders or on running and starting and running a homeschool co-op. Like I said, I want to talk about defining your co-op's mission and purpose. And I think this is so important. I devoted uh, a chapter to it in my book, uh, uh, Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, Run Them, and Not Burn Out, which you can find on Amazon or over at my website homeschoolcpa.com. But the the reason I think it's so important to define your, your co-op's mission and stick to a purpose is because you can't be all things to all people and your co-op can't either. And if you try to do too many things or be all things to, to all people or even all things to some people, you're going to burn out um, because you can't meet everyone's needs or desires. And homeschool parents can be um, pretty demanding of what they would like in terms of activities. So I think it's really important to focus on your mission. And I'm going to give you some tips for how to do that and then some tips for, you know, focusing on what your purpose or your activities are going to be. So when you're thinking of your mission statement, well, first of all, let me give you some tips. A, a mission statement is really just like one sentence, maybe, maybe two, but it's at most... 50 words or something like that and what you're trying to do is write what your ultimate goal is so you're going to use words like oh we try to or we seek to or we desire to or we encourage to you start with a word like that like we want to encourage homeschool families in you know uh, successfully educating their children something like that but mostly you want to focus on answering two questions in your mission statement and that is who who are you meaning how are you defined? You know, if I looked at your group, what makes your group different from another group? And it might be things like the age of the students. Maybe you want to appeal to younger students or only older students. Maybe you're defined geographically. That's true with a lot of homeschool co-ops. As a matter of fact, they'll put their name uh, of the, the city or county that they're in in, in the co-op's name. You, you know, um, you, you know, uh, any town homeschool co-op, if, you know, what my co-op that I belong to was the Mason, Ohio homeschool co-op. So we were defined geographically. Sometimes you might be defined um, by your religious affiliation, you know, a Catholic homeschool group or something like that. Um, you might be defined or, or define who you are by what you emphasize. 
maybe you emphasize more academic or enrichment or something like that. Some some homeschool groups are focused on, you know, just music or sports or things like that. So outside of your who question, who are you? Who are you appealing to? Who's your who who your your participants? Then you have to think about answering the why question. Well, why do you exist? <laughs> Is it to encourage parents? Maybe, maybe not. Is it to educate the students? Probably. Is it to offer information? Is it to conduct classes? Most homeschool co-ops conduct classes. Is it to promote homeschooling? Is it to offer field trips? Offer art classes? What What is it? You know, why do you exist? So uh, again, when you write that part of your purpose statement, focus on some of the verbs, the action words. You know, we we exist too, and then you fill in the blank, and usually the first word is going to be a verb too: encourage, equip, support, something like that. And and of course, you might have a primary purpose or mission statement. I use those interchangeably, but um, you might also have secondary ones. Our primary purpose is to. And in addition, we might offer or encourage or things like that. And then once you've uh, gotten a mission statement together, and of course I hope you do this with your whole board or your team of leaders and, and get people's input on it, then make sure you plaster it everywhere. You know, put it on your website. Put it on uh, the minutes of meetings so your board members are always reminded this is who we are and this is why we exist so that you focus on those things and don't get distracted by trying to be too much to too many people. So let me read you a couple sample mission statements. Just This is from my book, Homeschool Co-ops, just to give you an idea of what some people have come up with. So here's one. The purpose of this homeschool organization is to be able to, here come their verbs, ready? Provide support, information, and encouragement to homeschool families. Okay, they provide support, information, and encouragement. And uh, so this might be a, a mission statement that's better for a homeschool support group. But um, here's another one. This group exists to teach and disseminate educational materials to parents of homeschool children. See, their emphasis is on the parent. But maybe, uh, maybe this one might suit you better. The mission of this homeschool co-op is to provide affordable, quality, fun-filled academic classes to children in our local homeschool community. See, it was to provide, and then they gave a few adjectives, affordable, quality, and fun-filled academic classes. And here's the last idea to give you. We exist to encourage, support, and build up a community of Christian homeschool families. So there again, they're saying that they want to build up a community and it's going to be a particular faith-based community of homeschoolers who share the same Christian faith. So anyway, those are just some different ideas. You can find those in the book if you prefer to read instead of listen. Um, just to give you an idea of what kind of mission statements might exist. Related to this mission statement is also the, the importance of you know limiting your purpose. And your purpose statement could be something completely different, maybe a little longer fleshed out, but a lot of groups just have one statement. It's kind of their mission statement, and in that is also kind of their purpose. So again, you, um, you might focus on a particular age group or geographic re region, you, you know, that you will serve, because people don't like to drive too far, right? A lot of groups 
have to decide between whether they want an academic focus or an enrichment focus. Some groups are very subject specific, like we're only a science co-op or we're only an art co-op or something like that. I just talked to an organization and their name is um, TAG, T-A-G, and it stands for Thinking Art and Games. And that's what they offer. <laughs> One hour of games or gym class, if you will, uh, another hour of art, and another hour of thinking. And this semester they're doing science classes. Um, I think they're doing a class on uh, swimming creatures for the little kids and botany for the older kids. Okay, and next semester the thinking class might be a little different, but uh, they always have an art class and some kind of games or gym class. Isn't that neat? T-A-G. Okay, so I loved how they focused and defined who they were, and that means that they won't be offering art, I mean, excuse me, music, unless you consider that part of the arts, or maybe they're not offering literature, unless you think that's part of the thinking, but they wouldn't offer literature and science at the same time because that's, they only have three hours and they want to focus. So kudos to them for, you know, figuring out who they are and what they want to do. Not that you're tied to that, but it certainly helps you, um, you know, focus on what you want to be and do it well. Um, some co-ops have to decide if they're going to be parent-led or uh, hired teachers. You know, if the teachers are going to be the volunteer parents, more of what I would call a pure co-op, or maybe you want to hire teachers. And I would call that more a homeschool educational program, not a co-op in the sense that, that the parents are all cooperating together um, because they're hiring teachers. Um, some focus on classroom instruction, others want to have more of a broader, you know, we're going to do field trips and we're going to go out to, you know, theatrical productions for our art classes and things like that. A lot of co-ops struggle with um, trying to offer low cost activities, but also high quality, which is difficult to do because typically if you want very high quality uh, especially as you get into the upper grades, you might need to hire well-qualified instructors, and that means you might not be able to offer low cost. So just understand that there are definitely some some uh, things that conflict with each other. And and by and large, I find a lot of homeschool co-ops will have some uh, like-mindedness in their members, and they make that very clear. You know, we we all uh, some have a statement of faith or. A, a common um, worldview or religious perspective. So you want to put that in your purpose statement, of course, so that other people who don't share that worldview or that, that religious faith will know that maybe this isn't the group for them, or maybe your group is open um, and anybody can join, even if you say, but, you know, our, our teachers will teach from this worldview or this perspective. I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is just explain who you are very carefully, <laughs> and um, and who would be attracted to your organization, and really what makes you unique. Because, um, again, if you're not unique, how are you going to focus? How are you going to be successful trying to do everything for everybody? You know, uh, recently I hosted a gathering of homeschool leaders in my area. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I had built up a list of about 40 different groups I could find uh, all kinds, you know, from the support groups to the co-ops to educational programs to some more more like hybrids, or university models and tutorials and 
whew, all kinds of things, um, secular groups and different faith-based type of groups and stuff like that. So there were about 10 or a dozen out of the 40 that I invited that came. And what we liked hearing was how everybody was a little different. So we went around the room and said, tell us a little bit about your group. You know, who do you attract? Who are your, who are your members? And what do you offer? And everybody had a little bit of uniqueness. And it was it was wonderful because we were there because we had more in common than we were different. And we were there to share what things, you know, were, were issues that we had in common and offer support to each other. So I want to try to continue that. And I encourage you to think about doing that in your area. Find other homeschool leaders. They, they're probably got to be around because it's really helpful to know what else is in your local area to offer homeschoolers because if someone comes to your group and it's it's not a good fit maybe you know that before they join or maybe they're in it for a while and they find out you know you're too academic and they wanted more enrichment or vice versa <laughs> whatever right the kids are not the right ages whatever it's nice if you know what else is in the local area to be able to send them to right say well we're not a good fit but here's a list so on my website I put a list of the Cincinnati area homeschool organizations and I hope that you know if you have a website you'd be willing to do that too say hey if we're not a good fit for you here's some other organizations hey if you don't want to put it on your website then at least maybe your leadership should know what else is out there if you don't think there's anybody in your area you might be the only homeschool co-op it's a big country and there are some uh, areas that are not well covered with homeschool groups well then you might want to join a Facebook group that I help moderate and it's called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. All right. A Facebook group called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. And it's made up of, I think we've got about 250 or 300 leaders on there now from all over, ladies and gentlemen, all over the country. And it's a wonderful group because they're very generous with sharing what they have learned and sometimes, you know, policies or examples of you know waivers or documents or whatever but they will probably share their mission or purpose statement with you if you're struggling to write one and want some inspiration so if you haven't already joined that homeschool uh, Facebook group for homeschool leaders I am a homeschool group leader head on over to Facebook and put in a request to join I have to ask a few questions just to make sure you really are a homeschool leader and you know that's the point of the group but they come from all kinds of uh, backgrounds all kinds of groups and um, across the United States so I hope to virtually meet you there <laughs> I hope to really again meet you in person like I said at the different conferences I'll be at in Atlanta Cincinnati and Columbus Ohio in the spring of 2018 uh, until then I hope this has been a little bit helpful as you think about who you are why you exist and how you're unique how to, how to explain what you do and and why you won't be everything to everybody <laughs> because that's not healthy for anybody. I hope these podcasts are helpful. Make sure you stop by homeschoolcpa.com to read some blog posts and listen to other podcasts that help you lead your homeschool group successfully. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.